The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. Corporate sponsors may from time to time be the subject of buy and or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's Gold Energy and Tech Stocks newsletter. However, as host of Turning Hard Times into Good Times, Jay Taylor retains the right to provide objective opinions on behalf of subscribers and to his listeners audience regardless of sponsorship. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its host are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome. I am your host, Jay Taylor. I'm also the editor of Jay Taylor's Gold Energy and Tech Stocks uh, newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter and a monthly newsletter. You can learn more about that newsletter by going to my website at miningstocks.com. Also, webeatthestreet.com, where you can learn more about Roger Wiegand and uh, indirectly to Chen Lin, who is a, a regular on this show and a business partner of mine, as well as Roger Wiegand, uh, too. I want to thank each of you for listening to the show. I also want to thank uh, our corporate sponsors. Those are uh, Coral Gold, Hawthorne Gold, Palangio Exploration, Metanor Resources, and Sand Gold. Uh, we should mention that all of these companies, uh, with the exception of Coral Gold, have in fact been by recommendations in my newsletter. Coral Gold is not on that list yet, but it could very well be because we do think that Coral Gold has some uh, excellent upside potential. Uh, this week I'd like to just say a few words about the sponsors uh, because I think they are very much deserving of that. I mentioned Coral Gold. It's selling at $0.48 cents right now. CLHRF on the pink sheets, CLH on the uh, on the Toronto Exchange. They have 2.3 million ounces of gold in their Nevada property. It's surrounded by Barrick Gold, uh, and they have a minuscule market cap of $10 million. Now, they are joint venturing. Uh, Barrick Gold is working with them, and we're expecting some uh, information coming out of Barrick in the fall that could uh, could provide some tip or some indication as to what the future of Coral Gold might be in a joint venture potentially with Barrick. Hawthorne Gold, uh, one of my favorite stocks. Uh, we interviewed uh, Mr. Barclay a couple of weeks ago on this show. HWTHF at 38 cents. Uh, HGC on the Vancouver, or I should say on the Toronto Exchange, very little market cap, $28 million expected to go into production later this year, and came through this past week or so with some really good drill results that are indicating better, really better than expected drill results on one of its two properties in northern British Columbia. The good thing about 
Hawthorne is that its management team has had two successes in the past, namely El Dorado and Bima, and I'm betting that it's going to have a third. If it does, this could easily be a 10-bagger stock from these levels. Never any guarantees, of course, in this business. Uh, it's a high-risk, high-return game, but you go with the jockey, and the jockeys are good with this company. Um, I should mention that I personally own all of these shares that are recommended. Are all I own shares in all of these companies that are recommended in my newsletter. Palangio Explorations is another uh, sponsor of mine. Thirty-six cents uh, thereabouts. PGXPF uh, on the pinks and PX on the uh, Toronto Exchange. This company is next door to one of the largest gold mines in the world, the Ashanti Mine in Ghana. And the geologists believe it's uh, they understand the structure and understand where the gold uh, is likely to be, and they're going to start some some drilling uh, very shortly here. This is, I think, one of the most exciting pure exploration plays I've seen in a long, long time. And Ingrid Hibbard, who runs this company, uh, uh, really headed up Palangel Explorations in the past, and they became a, a huge winner, one of the biggest winners we've ever had. They have over 10 million ounces of gold now in that project up in Ontario. I'm betting that Ingrid's Palangio can do it again, this time in Africa instead of Ontario. Metanor Resources is a company that's going into production, uh, actually is in production in uh, Quebec. Very undervalued stock at 43 cents. MEAOF in the pinks, MTO. Um, will be ramping up and producing and increasing production as time goes on. And Sandgold has long been a favorite of mine. $2.76 right now. SGRCF, uh, Sandgold, SGRCF on the pinks, SGR on the uh, Toronto Exchange. Now, Sandgold has hit on what looks like a very, very high-grade, well, it doesn't look like, we know it is a very high-grade system. Uh, the hinged zones, and there's more than one zone, the numbers just keep rolling in very, very positively. Uh, this is a company that's in production in Manitoba, and we expect it's going to be throwing off some very positive cash flows in the not-too-distant future. So Sandgold is another one that is very much my favorite. Uh, there are many, many more that we talk about. I'm mentioning these companies because they are uh, they, they are sponsors to this show and also because I do like them very much and I, as I said, own each of them myself. Uh, all of those that are recommended in my newsletter, I do have shares in in my uh, retirement account. So we think gold shares are in a, a huge bull market now. We're, uh, we do think there's going to be a correction in the gold shares this fall along with a correction in the equity markets in general. Um, but uh, And so we do want to be ready, and we have been advising subscribers to take some money off the table, to build up some cash, to get ready for the fall, but also enjoy this bull market, let's say this cyclical bull market, that we think represents the last leg up uh, correction of the major uh, secular bull, uh, bear market that started last fall with the Lehman Brothers debacle. Uh, we do think we could see a, a Dow of 11.5 and an S&P of, of 1,200 or thereabouts. We're going to talk to Roger Wiegand to get his views in the wrap-up section of this show. So our uh, advice is to enjoy this now but take some profits and build some cash. Uh, we're going to be talking in a little bit to uh, Peter Grandage, who's our special guest this week. Um, and, but before we get to Peter, we're also going to talk to Chen Lin, who will be joining me, by the way, uh, at a one-day seminar that Peter Grandage is uh, setting up in, uh, in, New in New Jersey at the Jersey Shore. And Peter will talk to us a little bit more about that. Now, let me just give you um, a, a little bit of background for those of you who may not be familiar with Chen Lin. Uh, Chen has had a brilliant trading record. I learned to know Chen because he saw me on BNN television and wanted to meet me because we had a lot of things in common, our investment approach. 
And so he met me at a show and we talked and, and there just wasn't time to absorb all the information Chen was selling, sending to me. So I said, look, let's, uh, let's have you write a newsletter and we'll help you get it distributed. And so we did. Chen started writing, what is Chen buying? What is Chen selling? Just to give you an idea, Chen took, turned $5,000, uh, of his wife's IRA, um, Roth IRA in, uh, on January 1st, 2003, turned that into $420,000 by June 30th of this year. And that is documentable, folks. This isn't being made up. Uh, he continues to make great selections, and uh, that's why we have him on this show. That's why he's a partner of mine. Uh, he has some very exciting ideas. You know, we are not only about um, about identifying the reasons for our problems uh, that we're having in the economy now and properly understanding their causes uh, so that we can then find some solutions. And Chen certainly has had a, a number of very great picks um, so there's never any guarantees in this business, and, and you know the fact that Chen has had a great track record doesn't mean he's going to do just as well in the future. He might do better, he might do worse. But you know, as I said earlier, you want to go with the jockeys. You go with people who have a successful track record, and that's why you know Hawthorne and a number of other companies are on our list. So anyway, I want to just thank you, Chen, for coming on our show. Hey, thank you, Jay. Uh, Chen, what are you working on this week? What looks exciting? Where can we make some money? Yeah, first of all, I want to mention Hoson up 20% today. And oh, okay, well. <laughs> actually, on the, on the show also, I think a week ago, so it's glad to see it's breaking out, actually. And uh, I'm, uh, I have a two exciting stocks. I don't know if we have enough time, but uh, first is, um, is energy stock. Uh, it's called Asica Energy. Uh, they just launched, they just closed the deal. Uh, they were having some cash problems, so what, they were forced to sell one-third of their asset, about $100 million. So right now they have two-thirds of asset and then about 50 million cash. And then the market only gave them a 100 million market cap. That's kind of incredible. Uh, I, they just came out with um, the new presentation, and the presentation actually results even better than they announced just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they have more than 6,000 barrels per day uh, in oil production okay, off the North Sea. And then they have about 59 million uh, in cash. Uh-huh. Okay, the market cap is only a hundred million, and you know they basically, if you can assume seventy dollar oil, they're trading at, at one less than one time cash flow. Wow. If assuming fifty dollar oil, they're, they're trading about one point three times cash flow. Wow. This, for energy company, uh, this um, amazing, amazing, you know, cheap. Do they um, have good growth prospects, Chen? They have a many different drilling uh, prospect coming, and then they have a very strong. Financial, you know, a lot of now they in, they were in debt. They were having some problem before. Now they sold one third of asset. Now and then they have no debt, and then they have clean balance sheet. They have a lot of cash, and then they can deploy those cash to drill more. So they're actually you, you're welcome to go to their website, uh, Asica Energy. The, the tick symbol is I A E Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take a look, and they're trading both Adventure and also in London. Uh, you know, take a look at their presentation. They they are, they have a very aggressive growth strategy coming. And Trent, Chen, you've uh, you've recommended this in your newsletter, haven't you? Exactly, I recommended it a couple of uh, a, a few weeks ago, and now also double up last week. In my Is newsletter. it up a lot since you recommended it? Oh yeah, it's up. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how, but it's up yeah. at least twenty, thirty percent. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it's a pretty nice to me uh, mm-hmm. this stock. Yeah, so far. Okay, so you're doubling up, though. You doubled up. We do have time for you to tell, talk about the next one. Uh, what, what else is uh, floating your boat these days? 
Right. The, the, the next one actually is already um, more than doubled uh, since I recommended a couple months ago. It's called Farmer Mac. It's a tick symbol A G N. That's uh, Farmer Mac. Farmer Mac. Yeah. It's like um, like Michael. Okay. Uh, so what it does is um, uh, is a uh, is a federal loan uh, company. It's like Fannie and Freddie, but mm-hmm. it's uh, guarantees the agriculture industry. Mm-hmm. Unlike Fannie and Freddie, which is uh, the betting on the housing, they, this is really that the the, uh, the farmers want to buy fertilizer, want to expand their business, they go to this bank tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, people think this will be the next Fannie and Freddie, so they think it's going to go to receivership, but it's not. They have a very strong uh, earning coming out. Last uh, last quarter, before the earning come out, I recommended it below $3, and then when they came out, it hit almost $9, just the earning come out. And then, you know, I sold half, and this earning is coming out next Tuesday, so actually next Tuesday morning before this show starts. So I'm looking continuation strong performance because they have a, they really have asset they have earning power and their earning power their this stock was thirty dollars stock before the credit crunch happened and then they didn't issue a single common share okay that's the thing I mean a lot of banks they issue a lot of share they dilute this bank didn't dilute so they have all the earning power of thirty dollars stock it's not better because the spread is much better than last year. So all the banks are making a killing. I believe they will make a killing too. So they will announce a week from now. So I bought uh, actually stock options, uh, uh, August uh, uh, August uh, seven point five dollar core. Okay. Uh And you mentioned that they're going to be. uh, Did you mention there's going to? I think when we were talking before the show, you mentioned there's going to be uh, some some write-offs that they had written off are going to be written back onto the books. Is that possible? Exactly, they will be right up. So they own a lot of Goldman, they own Morgan Stanley, they own all these bonds from all the companies. Okay, so uh, the, all these bonds they have a big write-off last year because they think you know Goldman could go under. But right now the chance of them going under become very very minimal. Uh-huh. Okay, so because of that fact they're going to write up the bond value. The bond actually appreciate a lot in the market. So they're going to write up. So I think they, those they're going to end up with a profit, a okay. big profit, just like last quarter. I believe they will have a, uh, those those kind of write up gains instead of write down last year. They're writing up. So okay, well that's excellent, Chen. I think you presented a couple more great ideas, and uh, I think we're coming up on commercial break right now. So I want to thank you, Chen, for sharing those ideas with us, folks. You can learn more about Chen's newsletter uh, by going to miningstocks.com. Actually, you can call. My assistant, uh, Claudio Bossi, at 718-457-1426 for more information and uh, and uh, sign up for a trial subscription, a special rate for newcomers to Chen's letter. Chen, thank you very much. And next up is going to be Peter Grandage. He's the editor of the Grandage Letter, a good friend of mine for many, many years. Peter has some words of wisdom you can't afford to miss, so stick around and we'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Want to know?
know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Berry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. When you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. I'm here with uh, Peter Grandich, uh, who is a good longtime friend of mine. I've known Peter for probably all the better part of certainly one decade, probably longer than that. Um, he's the editor of the Grandich Letter. Peter has a bio that's about a mile long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I've got to give you some of it because it's very impressive. You know, most people go to Harvard or, or to Princeton or someplace or aspire to do that, although yours truly never was able to, to get into those uh, prestigious institutions. But 
sometimes uh, knowledge, uh, you know, isn't what it's cracked up to be, formal knowledge. And sometimes people actually who have little uh, formal education end up doing better than many people who have all this high uh, high-powered education. Well, Peter, that certainly would apply to Peter. He doesn't have any formal education beyond high school, I believe. And um, uh, he, but he entered Wall Street in the mid-'80s and within three years was appointed vice president of investment strategy for a leading New York stock exchange member firm. Now an internationally acclaimed financial expert, Peter has made a 25-plus uh, year career out of his uh, knack for uncannily accurate market predictions. Uh, he was labeled the Wall Street whiz kid uh, by Good Morning America. Granted, she gained national notoriety by being among the very few who not only forecast the 1987 stock market crash uh, just weeks before it happened, but on the very next day, he predicted that within two years, the market would reach a new all-time high, which it did, and uh, certainly wasn't something most people would have been ready to sign on to at that time. Proving his 1987 forecast was no fluke, Mr. Granich uh, said in January of 2000 that the year would go down as the year the great mega bull market of the 80s and 90s came to an end. Again, he was right on target. So Peter's had an excellent track record. He's been picked up by major news media, the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, uh, New York Times, Market Watch, Business News Network, dozens more, and then some smaller uh, publications like yours truly's uh, newsletter and this radio show uh, he Peter also is very much involved in helping other people uh, through life people that are disadvantaged people that have some difficulties along the way and he is also a deeply spiritual person and I exp- I uh, really appreciate that about Peter I think uh, in the world of Wall Street which is pretty much void of anything spiritual unless it might be the dark side of the spirit world uh, Peter's uh, light uh, is shining very brightly in many, many ways, and I thank him for being a great friend of mine and also an encourager of me in many ways as well. Peter, welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Well, thank you very much, Jay. I feel blessed to be here. Well, it's it's definitely a privilege to have you. Um, Before we get down to business here, I just want to ask you a little bit about this show you've got coming up at the Jersey Shore. Uh, can you tell our listeners how people can, uh, when it is, where it is? Um, you know, just give us sure. the details on how we can, uh, how people can learn how they can attend. Sure, it's less than two weeks away now. It'll be on Saturday, August fifteenth. It'll be taking place at the Knob Hill Country Club, which is in Manalapan, New Jersey, which is about halfway between Philadelphia and New York City. Uh, you, along with Chen, mm-hmm. along with a, a co-friend of ours, Michael Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Kicktigner, who's a well-known financial talk show host here down on the Jersey Shore, and a very uh, polished uh, tax attorney who's going to enlighten people to things they don't realize what's happening with Obama and the new tax laws. Mm-hmm. And myself will be mm-hmm. speaking in a very casual-like uh, conference that will include a breakfast and a lunch. Uh, it's very limited. Uh, it will, I think it's about $50, which covers the breakfast and the lunch. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they want any information? Uh, they can certainly find it on our blog, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, your listeners, especially those that within traveling distance, can make it. It's going to be a great time. Absolutely, uh, Peter. What is that blog? Can you give that to? Oh, us? sure. It's uh, my last name, which is Grandich. G as in George. R, A N D, I C H. Then it's dot, and then it's Agoracom, which is mm-hmm. spelled A G, O R A, C O M. Dot com. So it's grandage.agoracom.com. Well, it's going to be fun, folks, and I hope that you will come in. 
to this conference if you're able to make it. Uh, I'm going to be there. Chen Lin's going to be there, as Peter said. Dr. Barry will be there. Peter Granich is worth the price of admission alone. And the other speakers that he mentioned are not as familiar to me, but they are uh, very, very good speakers. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun, Peter. I'm really looking forward to it. I'd like to get started here by asking you, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to quote something from your July 7th missive. Uh, and I'm not sure if maybe you're referring to my radio show last week when I had Arch Crawford on, who's a, um, an astrologer. But, uh, in any event, let me just quote you here. You said, knowing that soothsayers are only as good as their last call, yours truly has gathered in his tea leaves, uh, Ouija boards, uh, horoscopes, uh, lucky numbers, rabbit's feet, horseshoes, lucky underwear, and all other forecasting tools in order to see the future. Two very important facts must be considered when you're in this business of seeing the future. Number one, only God really knows the future. Sorry, but Kramer is not God. And number two, those of us who fool ourselves into thinking we can look into a crystal ball and know the future always end up eating a lot of broken glass. With this in mind, I will discard all the tools I just mentioned and try to simply make an educated guess based on my 25 years of experience. Um, you said that you would never see another bull market in your life uh, that you just saw in 2007. You made that statement, uh, Peter. A secular bull market, yes. Uh, okay, a, a secular bull market. Okay, we're in a probably you would argue that we're maybe in a cyclical bull market right now, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not of the case that this is a bull market. I believe. Uh, what actually transpired, Jay, is that the 2007 uh, decline was really in a depression-like economy. I think mm-hmm. when people look back and all the numbers are added up, they'll say, wow, we really were in a depression. Yeah. I think this rally is us coming out of the depression. Something on either side of flat, uh, small growth, which won't last very long. And then we're going to go into, I believe, a very long, prolonged several years, if not decade-long, substandard growth, particularly in the United States, mm-hmm. which means we will have economic growth at times, and then mm-hmm. times we'll have somewhat of recession type of growth. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a very, very long sideways and pain, uh, painful uh, sideways move economically where the United States will greatly underperform most other world economies. Well, you said that back in 2007, so I, I gather then that you're holding the same view as you had then. And you said that at a time really at near the top of the bull market, so it was, you know, it was uh, as you say, probably not something that a lot of people were uh, were believing. It was, at that. it was actually when we wrote the report, it was just two days after the Dow Jones Industrial Average made its all-time high. Wow! So it was not uh, uh, people not, didn't expect it. It ended up being just as bad, if not worse, than we thought. Now we're in the part where we said that there would be a rally. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be a very strong counter-trend rally, which I think is underway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's over yet. You know, it may correct here a little because it's very overbought short term. Mm-hmm. But unlike people who then think that, well, they're okay, we've gone through the worst. We'll go. We'll get back to you know growing and seeing you know happy days here again. Uh, I think the surprise then will be is we'll turn down again, not sharply. Not mm-hmm. something that's going to fall off the cliff and all, mm-hmm. but literally it gets stuck in neutral. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is going to be very difficult for people because when markets are in a neutral, it's extremely hard for anybody to make more. Right. You need, you need sharp directions one way or another Absolutely. to make a lot of money. It would be harder for the traders on Wall Street. 
maybe. Absolutely, whoever's left. I mean, yeah. the, the the unfair advantage in all of this is there's been really one group, and it's been shown by their earnings and all, who's had a distinct advantage. I mean, people don't want to say this, but I know I can say this on your show. Goldman Sachs did not have a magic wand. They had the same basic type of people, a pool of people with intelligence to hire. They weren't able to secure all the smart minds and Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers weren't. Yep. They have something else of an advantage. And unfortunately, uh, the market has narrowed now to where they're going to be even more affluent and influential in market moves. Okay, so, Peter, we're going to have to leave it there for now. we got to, we got to take a station break, and we're going to come right back uh, after the commercial break. And we just barely got started, folks. Uh, hang in there because Peter's got a lot of very valuable information to say. We'll be right back. the markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Barry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. When you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. 
St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. I'm here with Peter uh, Granich, who's our special guest this week. And Peter, before the break, you were talking a little bit about the uh, inside knowledge of special privileges that that a Goldman Sachs has. And I, I want to just uh, spend another, maybe another minute or two let you talk some more about that, But because this is really consistent with other topics that we've covered on this show. We had G. Edward Griffin as our first uh, guest. Ron Paul was on with us later on. Chris Powell of the GATA folks and Catherine Austin Fitz, who really uh, reveals some, some information, I think, that's very telling about the way our uh, policymakers operate and who really runs America. And I think we're, you're hitting on something here, Peter, that's very important. I don't know if you had a few more comments you wanted to make before you were cut off for the break. Well, it's very simple, Jay. If you look at their balance sheet, uh, the vast majority of their, their earnings have come from trading operations. Mm-hmm. How are they so much better than everybody else? It's not like they were able to take a, a pool of talent that no one else could touch at all and they mastered it. They, they, they had the same basic type of people, so they had to have a special formula or a black box. Mm-hmm. Part of that box is their tremendous connections into the current and past administrations. Oh, don't doubt Glenn about Beck it. Glenn did a tremendous thing. It's on YouTube, and people should look at it. And he showed, he showed a chart of how everybody who has been or is or, or going back to Goldman Sachs is interconnected into uh, the current administration. And so... They, they they made, look, in the worst of times, in the last year, they made record profits. How yeah. did they do that? And uh, record Jay, bonuses I don't consider me and you dumb. We and may rec- not be the smartest guys in the world, yeah. but, I, you know, if, if I just had a level playing field and just had a telephone and all, I'd go up against them. But I think they have something a lot more that you and I don't have. Well, they have and, connections in Washington, that's for sure. There's absolutely. no doubt about and that. Absolutely, and that's how the markets are going to be now because there's less and less players in them. They're going to be more powerful now mm-hmm. than they've ever been before. Well, the concentration of power is certainly a theme at all levels of our government. And uh, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about the need to decentralize power for Americans to stop banking with J.P. Morgan Chase and go to their local savings and loans or local banks because at the local level you can at least see the characters you're dealing with. You can see them drive to work in the morning. You can know something about their lives. But what we have now is, is I think, a very, very important subject you talked, uh, you hit on there, Peter, and if we had the time, we'd go on and on about it. Let but me just say one more thing, Jay. Mm-hmm. It has come out and shown that people like them have been charged and been shown that they've been manipulating markets in all sorts of markets, all sorts yeah. of commodities, financial assets. Yet, when groups like Addis say, well, we think they're also doing it in gold, they get scoffed at by yeah. certain people and say, well, that can't possibly be. Yeah. We already know they're doing it in other markets, but somehow it stops at the door of gold. I mean, that's another ridiculous thing that yeah. kind of irks me at times. 
Well, absolutely. We certainly know uh, plenty of people and people that we talk talk to and, and participate on panels with at the various shows we go to, Peter, who take that position. But anyway, there are many other areas that I'd like to cover. One has to do with this general, uh, I, I think, the sense that we are in a, a general demise in the West and in America. And I'm, I just want to quote something you said in a recent missive you wrote. You said, the bottom line, America, as our parents and grandparents knew it, is gone. Let me repeat that. The America of our parents and grandparents is gone. The good news is this time around it won't be a free fall of pure panic, but rather a slow, torturous, multi-year trek down with occasional moments of sunshine followed by one storm cloud after another. What's good about that? Well, just maybe some will actually be prepared this time around. Well, why do you think this will be a slow burn? I think you, you basically sort of uh, uh, suggested that in our comments before the break, but why do you think it's not going to be a precipitous break, precipitous decline like we had last fall? Why do you think that? Because the, the, the amount of players in the game have shrunk. The government and people like Goldman Sachs and all are, are more influential than another, and it's not in their best interest to simply let everything go to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, they were able to pull this back from the abyss, which they did, uh, but that doesn't mean that we just returned to hunky-dory days. Uh, I do think uh, they will continue to try to uh, consolidate their power and even take more control. Uh, I think it's clear that America is recognizing that now and why we're seeing rebellions against this health plan, because in the end, what this health plan is is another tool for the government tell us and control us to what we can and can't do. Right. Right. So, you know, actually getting back to the market a bit here, I think Peter, you're side, you're so you're seeing a prolonged sort of sideways range of trading in the equity markets. Well, probably over the next be, 5, it, 10 I, years or something like that. I think there'll be a large uh, trading range. Mm-hmm. I think the lows will be defined by the lows we had back in March mm-hmm. and the highs will be defined by about 10% or so more higher from here. Yeah. And we'll we'll, we'll have fits and starts and trade in between there and all. But I will tell you uh that those who used to think that the 80s and 90s where we would see 10% plus growth every year and figure out our retirements and so forth based on that are going to be sorely missing that because the net results of these moves up and down is going to be little or no overall gain over time. The U.S. stock market simply won't be able to perform in the way it used to in the 80s and 90s and will underperform foreign markets. I mean, they're overbought now, places like China and even India, but if you took my kid now, Jane, you know how much I love her and said, yeah. okay, the only way you get it back, which market performs better over the next five or ten years, India or the U.S. or China mm-hmm. the U.S.? I would pick those foreign markets. There's no way I would pick the U.S. market. Yeah, I could. uh, Well, I definitely uh, think that, you know, it's very interesting, Peter, in that uh, your vision of what's going to happen here is very much in tune with one of two visions that Dr. Robert McHugh, he's been a guest of our show, and one that I I read every day. I think he has, as a technical analyst, very sharp and a very good track record, but his, this is the best of two worlds that he sees, is what you're describing, is this sort of sideways market, and he does see a potential for a, a precipitous drop. Let's hope and pray that he's wrong. He hopes and prays, uh, you know, as a God-fearing man, that he is wrong, but that's what he sees. But anyway, I'd like to quote something else you've written recently. You said, I could write until the cows come home 
all the reasons for saying this, meaning that we're going to be a sideways market or that we're going to be a, and we're a declining a declining uh, uh, society. Uh, but I'll make it easy for you and me. Um, we've lived way beyond our means for too long, have taken on so much debt in order to live a lifestyle we didn't deserve, and that debt has come has become too large for us to repay over any length of time. As a nation, we won't be able to generate enough cash flow to pay down debt after we pay for necessities of life and taxes that are going to skyrocket on all levels of government, leaving us no choice but to seek forgiveness of part or all of our debt and or to remonetize it. Listen very carefully as I'm going to say this once. This is why more and more countries want to get rid of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. They know what your friends in Washington know but can't bring themselves to tell you, and that is this. The only party that doesn't know the U.S. dollar is dead is the U.S. dollar, which I've been saying for the past few years. So the question is, what is your best guess as to how this is going to play out? Are we gonna, is this going to play out in a, in a massive deflationary depression, or could we see a hyperinflation as the government prints enormous amounts of money to try to, uh, to finance this debt? Well, first of all, let me answer the question by saying it will be hyper. It won't be deflationary. Politicians will always settle. They saw what deflationary could be in the last year or so, and they don't want to face that. So it will be eventually inflationary as we monetize this debt. But let me just say this. The best person that saw this for coming is a beautiful singer from Canada named Shanita Twain. Hmm. She sings a song called Kaching, and she absolutely described in that song, if you listen to the words and the lyrics, of how we as Americans, some Canadians did it, but not anywhere near as Americans have, lived way beyond our means, spent beyond our means, and just like putting on so much weight, you just simply can't get to the point where you take a pill and take it off. We have to go through some very, very tough times of cutting back and not having the lifestyle we've grown accustomed to. But here's the bottom, bottom line, Jay. Mm -hmm. You can take as an actuary, know how many people are expected in the population, what is the average income of what a party is going to be over the next 10 or 20 years for people? What in the end is going to be needed for taxes to provide the simplest services? And you can extrapolate and show it that we can't generate enough income, pay enough taxes, and still live in anything close that we're used to and pay down the debt. It can't happen. It's, an, it's a fiscal impossibility. So the only choices that are going to eventually face America is the fault on that debt or monetize that debt. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a combination of both. That's what's going to transpire. So how can the currency of that country where that's going to happen, how can it benefit? How can it, how can it grow? It can't. And that's why our, the countries that, that hold it have been screaming that they see this happening. America doesn't want to face this because it's still dealing with its current problem. But the future of this is actually going to be worse than what we just faced in the last couple of years. Well, I, I definitely think this is this is what this show is all about, Peter. You know, recognizing reality so you can prepare for it. Uh, sometimes those realities aren't pleasant, but I maintain you're better off understanding the nature of the problem, the reasons for it, so that at least even if society as a whole isn't going to look at it, you can do the best you can for yourself and for your family. So that leads me to the to the question, and the obvious question is, with this coming, what can we do? What what are you telling your your uh, people to do? Well. To be totally candid, uh, I think you have to turn it over to the control of who you believe, if you do as I do, and I know you do, who the creator is, because this difficulty will be beyond anything that man will be able to solve on its own. Mm -hmm. 
once one has an understanding of that and gets a sort of peace that comes with that, then you can deal with the realities, okay, what can happen financially? Well, it's clear that if you're going to invest in markets, you want to be underweighted in U.S. equities and overweighted where there's still potential for growth. We kind of know those places, mm-hmm. Asia, Brazil, things like that nature. We also concur that if this is all going to happen, interest rates are going to have to go higher to compensate the declining dollar and of all and the and the monetizing of it. So you don't want to be locked into anything that's off interest rates. So the bonds are not going to be a good place to be. Third, if we all concur that no paper currency is going to be the safe haven because there really isn't a paper currency alternative to this, the euro is not much better than the U.S. dollar, uh, then gold has to be, as it's done for 2,000 years, being alternative. So how, what do we do? Avoid most U.S. equities unless we get to the lower end of the trading range and we have mm-hmm. opportunities to, you know, to make trades. Mm-hmm. Avoid locking in money for long periods of time uh, in investments now in this area like bonds. Mm-hmm. And three, recognize you need something in an alternative currency, and there is only one real alternative currency, mm-hmm. and that's gold. Very good, Peter. Well, sorry we're out of time. Uh, just quickly, would you short uh, the bond market, short the equity markets, maybe using the bearish bond? I, I have SDF, been using CDT. bearish ETFs on, yeah. on treasuries, uh, particularly 10 years or longer, and I would continue to do so. Very good. Thank you very much, Peter, so much uh, for coming on our show. Sorry we, we've run out of time because I know we had much, much more to talk to, uh, folks. Uh, that's okay, Jay, and God bless you for yeah. doing what you're doing and being willing to stick your neck out and speak your spiritual matters because it's needed now more than ever, my Likewise, brother. Likewise, Peter, my friend, and we'll see you down at the Jersey Shore, and I hope uh, many of our listeners will join us there. Thank you very much, Peter. We'll be right back, folks, with the wrap-up. I'm going to have Roger Wiegand joining me. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Barry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. 
He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. When you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back, and I have uh, my partner and good friend Roger Wiegand with me for the wrap-up of today's show. Uh, I'd like to just mention that you can learn more about Roger's work by going to webeatthestreet.com. That's webeatthestreet.com. And we have that website because uh, it's been true. We have beaten the street.com. Yours truly has been able to uh, do very well uh, with his model portfolio since January of 2000, notwithstanding last fall's brutal decline in which my model portfolio lost 52%. We're still um, you know, rising very nicely vis-a-vis the S&P 500 over the, that time frame. Uh, and Roger's done remarkably well, too, uh, with a lot of his futures uh, picks and commodity picks, and that's really where Roger and I uh, sort of complement each other. Roger's uh, more of a trader. I'm more of an investor, a longer-term perspective, a buy-and-hold guy to the extent I believe it's warranted, although I must admit that in these treacherous, volatile markets, buy-and-hold is its difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, last year, I mean, I was, I, I was pro- you know, I proved that, uh, that was proven to me, I should say, last fall with the devastating decline. And one of the reasons that I started paying a lot more attention to um, to Elliott Wave and to other kinds of technical analysis uh, that I just didn't really pay that much attention to was because of last fall's devastating decline. It really hurt, folks. And what I'm trying to make sure of is it doesn't happen again. Now, we were listening to Peter Granich tell us that, in his view, we're going to have a sideways choppy market for many, many years to come with uh, the old lows of last March uh, being tested and with something maybe 10% higher than where we are right now on the upside and bouncing within those ranges over, over many, many years, but no new, no new highs in the equity market for many years to come. That's Peter's vision. An alternative vision is Dr. Robert McHugh's vision, and I'm going to ask Roger a little bit about what he sees. But Dr. McHugh sees that as a possibility, what Peter was mentioning, something along those lines. But he also believes 
that we could be into something much more devastating. In fact, what he thinks we're in is a grand super cycle. And the wave C down, which is what I'm watching very, very carefully, Dr. McHugh thinks could get underway in September thereabouts is sort of his best his best guesstimate in terms of timing at this point in time. But McHugh talks about the cataclysmic wave C uh, to correct the bull market that started in 1718. He calls this a catastrophic nation-changing event that could really, uh, one for the ages is the way he puts it. So his, uh, you know, he says if we're lucky, if we're fortunate, uh, if God wills it, we're going to have a sideways market for many years to come. As Peter said, nobody knows for sure except the creator which way things are going to go. And it's foolish for us to try to say we do know. All we can do is look at the past and try to, uh, and try to um, prudently plan for the future. Well, I have Roger here. Roger, uh, welcome on again to our show. And I want to get your idea about uh, McHugh's notion that we could be facing something very, very serious, something much more serious than what Peter was suggesting. I would, I would agree with that, Jay. I think that uh, uh, our technical work right now shows we're looking for a pivot point or a turning event on the September 15th date. Uh, just before the uh, a week or so before we go to the Silver Summit in Spokane. And when is that? That's on the 23rd through the 26th, uh, the show is. So, I mean, it's going to be timely for that discussion for sure. Uh, all of us generally agree, Jay, on what we should be doing to try to control what we, how we spend and invest and trade. Uh, I think some of the differences come about with uh, the dates and also the, the wideness of the trading ranges. Uh, we're looking for an S&P high of 1050. We're over 10 right now. Uh, we're looking for a, a peak high in the Dow, which we predicted many months ago, between 10.4 and 10.8. Uh, if this fall is as bad as we think it's going to be and as bad as Dr. McHugh agrees with us, uh, I think that we'll go back to 6,600 on the Dow, and we could go back... Uh, on a 50% haircut, for sure, four to 500 on the S&P. Well, Roger, Roger, was 6,600 was at the bottom in March? That was the bottom of the Dow, yeah. Okay, so what McHugh is suggesting is that we could see something that he's suggesting if that level holds, we're going to have Peter's scenario. If it doesn't hold, and he, and he seems to be leaning more likely that it will not hold, that then we're going to be on one for the ages and that we're going to see something very, very devastating. I would agree with that, but I think that, you know, again, it's a question of timing. Um, there's two bad times in the year historically. One is right after May and the June-July portion. The other one is the late September-October. Uh, technically, I think we'll go back to 66 uh, this fall, late in the fall. Uh, uh, that's a pretty nasty haircut, no, there's no question. Then come back to even for a while, get past the holidays, go higher up in the first quarter of next year, and then after the May event, the sell in May thing in the year 2010, next year, I think that's going to be as bad as this fall or perhaps even worse. Well, that's very interesting you say that because that is a vision that Arch Crawford, who was on with us last week, has too. He, he believes that what happens next year and in the second half of next year, I think, towards the fall, will be much, much worse than what, than what we're going to experience this year yet. Uh, so, uh, Roger, we only have about 30 seconds left. I want to ask you, do you have any, any certain markets that you're really looking at, any, any futures trades that are of interest to you right now? Well, we're, we're short the bonds, uh, like Peter mentioned on the TBT, which you're also aware of. 
Uh, we were interested in finding more gold positions ahead of this big last quarter rally in gold that we expect. Same for silver. Uh, Energy is going to stall out, I think, around 80 bucks. Uh, the food sector, we've got some uh, agricultural ETFs. We've also got uh, trading in corn and soybeans uh, through the seasons and cycles this fall and into next year. Okay. But your primary focus for most people should be gold and silver. Okay, excellent, Roger. That's all the time we've got now. I just want to, before we sign off, tell you that next week we're going to have another exciting guest. I'm not quite sure who it's going to be, but there's several candidates. You're not going to want to miss our next week's show. I also want to... Uh, Suggest that you go to WeBeatTheStreet.com to read more about Roger and indirectly Chen Lin. Uh, come to that show where Chen and I are going to be. Uh, sign up and give Peter Granich, uh, check him out, uh, the, the um, sources that he mentioned. Also, uh, call Claudio Bossi uh, to learn how you can get a special trial subscription to Roger's work, my work, and Chen's work. In closing, I want to thank each of you again for listening to this show. I want to thank my sponsors also for making this show financially possible. And I want to thank Casey Trump, my senior executive producer, Ruben Colombe, the operating manager, and Travis Ortwin, who's my engineer, for making this show possible from a logistics point of view. Until next week, goodbye and God's blessings to you. Thank you again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.